Hello, this is Simarjit Singh back again with the Quotes That Inspire series. Today's quote is from a remarkable book and the one on my highly recommended list. I'll be doing a video shortly on the top five uh, books that I recommend, my, my top five all-time favorites, and this book is definitely one of them. It's called The War of Art. Not The Art of War, not the classic The Art of War by Lao Tzu. This is called The War of Art by a gentleman called Stephen Pressfield. So the question that might be merging in your mind is, why should I bother reading The War of Art? And why is art at war and against home? And it's interesting, art here doesn't just mean paintings or sculpture or sort of creative pursuits. Art is work that needs to be done. Art is your next business idea. Art is the book that you wanted to write, the song that you wanted to sing, the thank you note that you wanted to write, things that you must be doing, you know, which have a unique impression of you, your unique stamp on them. And art is waging a war, my friends, all the time against your inner self-doubt, against your procrastination, your desire to put things off, against your inner critic, against your lizard brain, that the brain stem, the part of your brain responsible for uh, primitive survival instincts. Art is fighting to take birth. Your ideas are fighting to survive, to come alive. You know that business idea in your head? The song that you wanted to sing? The book that you wanted to write? The proposal that you never made? The hello that you never said? They're all fighting to come alive. This beautiful quote by Stephen Pressfield from that book goes something like this. He writes, the difficult part about being a writer, the difficult part about being a writer is not writing. It's a sitting down to write. And I think it's worth repeating the difficult part about being a writer or a speaker or a YouTuber or a blogger is not the action part itself, is not the writing in itself. It's a sitting down to write. It is the commitment to action. It is the starting of that project. The same applies to so many other situations in our lives. The difficult part about going to the gym, for example, is not the workout. The workout in itself is fun and rejuvenating once you get going. The difficult part about going to the gym is going to the gym. Getting up at 6 a.m. on a freezing winter morning and then deciding not to go, that's easy. But easy is not always rewarding. The difficult part, my friends, in creating this YouTube video was sitting down in front of the camera and saying to my team, let's roll, I'm ready. And if, and if it wouldn't be for this particular moment when we hit the record button, this video or perhaps the idea of this video would forever be buried and it will just remain another one of my nice thoughts or nice inspirations and that's it to bring it to life as we are doing it now we needed to sit down and say let's go we're ready despite the missing pieces despite so many things that we thought were we could do better on them or we could prepare better or so many other things and that's all because my inner critic is always at work constantly and so is yours your inner critic that self-doubt that nagging voice inside is always trying to convince you with solid reasoning stuff like with statements like you're not good enough you're not well prepared who do you think you are who's going to watch this stuff anyway or you've already talked about this or someone else has already talked about this or some convincing solid reasons like that and your inner critic is going to talk you out of the work that you need to do your unique creations and this is why art loses the war often this is why the cemetery is full of 
billion dollar ideas, books and social projects and things and ideas which could change the world. Buried with the people, only who could bring them to life, you know, it's buried there, it's gone. So as I finish this video, here are a few suggestions so that you don't lose this war, that you win it and you bring your ideas to life. Number one, commit to action even when you don't feel like it and watch the feelings follow. Start what needs to be done, even if you don't feel like it at the moment, and the inspiration will follow. These statements are a simplified version of a research by famous Harvard psychologist Jeremy Broomer, whose research I've quoted often, who wrote something like this, you're more likely to act yourself into feeling than to feel yourself into action. You are more likely to act yourself into feeling than to feel yourself into action, which technically means if you wait for the feelings to emerge, if you wait to feel good and then I'll do it, then I'll make that difficult phone call and then I'll start working out and then I'll do that, it probably may never happen or it may happen 1% of the days and that's not being productive. If you only take action on the th days that you're feeling really good, you're not going to be at your peak performance, right? So you're more likely to act yourself into feeling. So take the action first and inspiration will follow and the good feelings will follow. Someone once asked the famous author Somerset Maugham whether he wrote on a schedule or only when inspiration strikes. He responded, I write only when inspiration strikes and fortunately it strikes every morning at nine o'clock sharp when I sit down to write. And I think that should make the point amply clear. I highly recommend here a TED Talk by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is called Your Elusive Creative Genius. It's for all sorts of, it's for people engaged in all sorts of creative work. And she shares an own story about um, struggling for the inspiration to show up for her to write. And you know, all those struggles, the writer's blog and all those issues that a writer suffers from is worth a watch. Number two, my friends, accept. Accept this fact. Once we accept something, we're not fighting with it anymore. We, we, we know it's a given fact. Accept that resources will never be perfect. Get used to that, period, and take action anyway. Shortage of resources is a very convincing reason that your internal resistance loves because it's genuine, because it's logical that you don't have this, you don't have that. It's always gonna tell you that there's something missing and you should wait before you take action. Tony Robbins calls it the uh, dance of denial, which means you're gonna dance around the thing that needs to be done, getting your cup of coffee, you're getting this right and getting that right. And by that time, um, thanks to the law of diminishing intent, which means the longer you wait, the lower your intention goes, you're going to leave that thing anyway. So your brain is going to come up with a hundred solid excuses. Uh, and the most wonderful example that comes to my mind is in the Stanford Museum is a server made out of Lego blocks, which was Google's first server. And that is correct. Just Google this to figure out what Google's first server was. And it was made out of Lego blocks with hard disks stashed together and connected because the founders, uh, uh, Larry and Sergey didn't have enough money to find to buy a proper server, so they put one together using Lego blocks. That's the foundation of a billion dollar IT giant. In the cosmetics industry, there's another example called the Body Shop. And the founder uh, of the Body Shop, uh, after she created her formulations that she wanted to sell to people, uh, 
she actually used bottles which were used in the in the labs for urine samples and those empty plastic bottles was all she had available at that point of time but they were handy and she knew the stuff inside the bottle was more important than the packaging itself this is what she used to get those things out so it's it's about execution it's about moving fast number three please understand consistent action can tame the lizard brain good news is that with sufficient practice you can tame your inner critic to shut up to sit down and to watch you while you make things happen and eventually this critic is going to become weaker and weaker to a level it'll no longer interfere in the work that you need to do you just got to believe and trust in the natural flow of things and in life in the natural flow of life and to take consistent action even when your lizard brain is telling you to procrastinate or wait number four set up your day for success plan your day in a way that you do the most important stuff first you all must have heard about the Pareto principle, also commonly known as the 80-20 principle, which means 20% of the stuff in your day is going to give you 80% of the yield of the output. There are 20% things that you do in a given day that create 80% of the impact. And think about that for a second. How about you and most people schedule that 20% somewhere in the middle or it gets lost altogether. Put that 20% first. What is it for you? Uh, Brian Tracy calls it eating the big frogs first. So it's a weird example, which means let's say someone abducts you and you're kidnapped. And in front of you, the, this terrorist who's kidnapped you puts a gun to your head and puts in front of you three frogs. And you must eat all three. Now, when is a tiny little frog? The, one, the other one is uh, sort of medium-sized and the third one is a really, really big frog sitting there and croaking and you've got to eat all three and, or else you get shot. So think about that for a second. Majority of the people are going to eat the small frog first, right? Because it's easy, it's, it's cute, it's nice, it's, I can do that, I can handle it. It's not overwhelming. And that's what we do with our days. That's what we do with our time and that's how we do with, with our tasks. We do the stuff which perhaps even if you don't do it it wouldn't matter it wouldn't make a difference you do that first and in the due process your big frogs are sitting there in front of you you got to eat them uh, you've got to finish that thing and they're growing even bigger and fatter while you ignore them and you will stay busy with the other stuff so eat the big frogs first do the stuff that's most important right in the beginning of your day for me Reaching out to you wonderful people on YouTube through this wonderful medium of videos is perhaps one of the most important things that I do on a daily basis. And I try as much as possible when I'm, at, when I'm, when I'm in my office to do the videos first and everything else can wait um, for, for afterwards because if we miss out on that, we miss out a huge window of opportunity to reach out to our followers. I hope this stuff was useful. Once again, I finish this video by repeating the quotation by Stephen Pressfield from his popular book called The, uh, the War of Art. And it's called, and this quote goes something like this, just to remind you so that it stays with you. The difficult part about being a writer is not writing, it's sitting down to write. So get started on whatever is most important for you and have a great day ahead. Bye-bye.